cliffcentral.com. Let us uh, turn our attention to something that I know will make you feel a little bit better because we, we've been obviously going into December and, and you, you probably haven't thought about all of this stuff, but we need to get our heads back into the game. And I think it's time for us to relaunch Markets Mondays with a big bang. And that's what we're going to do today. So whether you're a new trader who's looking for a safe place to start or an experienced trader looking for low spreads, multi-assets, and high tech, you will find Markets.com suits you perfectly. And I've seen a couple of their ads now on uh, social media. So I've got to congratulate Solomon and his team on the good work that they're doing there on that front. But we need to know what to do with our money, and this is the best place to figure it out. Markets Mondays, we can check on all the different things that are going on in the market. Solomon, it's, go- it's good to see you. How are you? Morning, Gareth. I'm good. Are you well? I'm very good, man, and Happy New Year. I hope it's going to be an awesome year. Uh, I see you guys at markets.com all over social media. I've seen a lot of your ads over the last couple of weeks, and it looks like it's going really well. Obviously, we're back in the game now. We're back. It's January. People are thinking about money. They're thinking about investment. They're thinking about what to do this year, how they want to do things differently. Let's just start at the very beginning because it's always useful for us to just cast our mind back. We've been working with you guys at markets.com for a couple of months now. But give us a, a, a basic idea of of why markets.com is an interesting place for you to start, you know, either if you've never done it before, experimenting with investment, uh, trying out some different options, and you really have lots and lots of options. We'll talk about those too. Or if you're an experienced trader, why you should use this platform. Give us the, give us the basic sales pitch that you'd give to someone if they asked you in the, in the lift, for example. Yeah, I mean, I think the important, the important part of markets we don't build we don't build products we don't build platforms we don't even deploy tech just because we think it, it looks cool it looks sexy and it works we do it because the marketplace wants it so we've listened to our consumer we've listened to traders we've listened to those who use the platform extensively we listen to our partners that deployed on our behalf and we kind of said okay what is it the market needs so we've created access to to, to assets to portals, to exchanges. We've come up with uh, creative product ideas. We've deployed very creative partnership programs with our introducing brokers, with our affiliates. And so the platform is a nice portal to get people into trading, but in a very responsible way. One of the things we've kind of focused on in 2022 was education. Mm. Um, And we've put out a lot of videos about how to trade responsibly, how to access certain uh, certain instruments, and how to have a high level of confidence when you're trading. I think that's that's the differentiator. So we we see it as the marketplace for where traders should should coexist with markets.com. Um, it's funny. So Carl in the comments says, "Good to ask in the lift because the markets are always up and down," <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, so, so Solomon, I mean, I'm, I've um, I've spoken to you about this before, but one of the the most interesting things about this is that you obviously have, and you mentioned education. You guys have to operate in an environment where people are often looking for the info, and you've got great information on markets.com you guys have resources in various parts of the world 
if you want to trade on the New York Stock Exchange, you know you need to know what you're doing. If you want to buy crypto, you need to know what you're doing. If you're in, interested in investing in property or in gold or in anything else, you really need to to be up to up to date. And you can't. It's not just like going into a casino and placing your your chips on black or red. You have to know what you're doing, right? And it's becoming more and more and co- more competitive. And that's why resources like you guys and the various people that you can connect us to all over the world, and we've spoken to some of them on this show, that's massively important. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think information, we've always spoken about information and how key information is to, to traders and to investors. So absolutely, information is important. But I'd also caution that when you're reading information, just understand what you what are you reading because every piece of information on markets or on instruments is pretty much an analyst view. And of course, if analysts knew you better, everyone will be very rich and very wealthy. It's not, a, it's, not, it's not that. So when you're reading the information, read the information. But get to the point where you're ready to very calculatingly put, put something onto the books and take responsibility for your, whether it's you do, you're doing it for retirement, you're doing it purely as a day trader, but put it on the books. Too much of analysis can be paralysis. So when you analyze, mm-hmm. take the information, Take it, take it with the legitimate source that it comes from, but at the end of the day, know where your, your entry point is. Know where your stop loss is if it does not go your way and exit that. Because if you, if you think about it, a lot of people quite comfortably put money with big funds, with uh, some of these brokers to mm-hmm. trade on a discretionary basis. Now, they're doing pretty much the same thing you could be doing for yourself. Um, so they're not doing anything different. They don't know more than you do. They have access to the same public information and they trade on the same level of confidence that you would trade by yourself. So information is key, but I say get to the point where you're ready to execute. If not, you miss out on the opportunity of an entry level or an exit level for that matter. All right. So I'm, I'm just going to uh, sketch the scenario and then you can, you can fill us in where you can um, add some value here for us. So obviously 22 was a year of volatility. A lot of people are still reeling from that. They're talking about recession in the United States, the unexpected movers. Um, we're going to recap some of the key moments and the surprises of last year just to give people context again, as well as what lessons we can learn moving into 2023. Um, this is going to be something that we will do with Markets Mondays. We will speak to all the people that we can get insights from leading market experts, talk about advanced strategies that will help you on your trading journey. And Solomon is the managing director, for those people who don't know, of Finalto in South Africa, who are global, global market specialists, traders. And uh, he's a seasoned banker and trader himself. He's been in, in this business for a very long time. And they, of course, operate Markets.com here. So... Let's just talk about last year because we talked about a trading strategy around the South African stock market, dual listed stocks, currency pairs, crypto, other indices. Going back into that discussion, Solomon, what happened in these areas and what can we expect going forward? There are not great indicators coming out of places like America right now. People are wondering where the hell to put their money. Are you clearer? Um, Gareth, we are We're not clearer, but we're, we're, we're kind of more informed, I'd say, purely because it's it's our profession to sit on the market, sit on platforms and assess these things. So I, I look at five anecdotal pieces of uh, data that we spoke about last year. Firstly, we spoke about the trading plan, have a trading plan, execute a trading plan. And, and if you did that, I mean, I did that personally on my portfolio, mm-hmm. and I back-tested, uh, I back-tested some of the stocks I held in dual listed. 
So if you if you did that, you find that, for example, on the test I did, if I took a dual listed stock and just traded it simply on the SA exchange or traded it directly onto the US exchange using the US dollars or using RAND, I would make 40% throughout the year. If I traded it using a currency overlay, so when I say currency overlay, is that I never traded it in the domestic currency. I never traded that stock in dollars or RAND. I traded it out, I traded the US stock out of a RAND base or I traded the RAND stock out of a US space. I'd have probably added on another 20% onto my um, onto my profits. Now that's not not a given, and it's definitely hindsight is as good science, right? Mm-hmm. But if you back test it, you definitely come up with, with the results to inform what decisions you will make going forward. Now that's one. The second one is we looked at the SA40. We talked a lot about the SA40. The SA40 is moved to what, uh, something like 15,000 points. If you look at it from the low of 2020, 35,000 points, it's now trading at 73,000 points. Mm-hmm. Last year, it went through a 10,000, 12,000 point uh, move. So the SA40 offered you a lot of opportunity uh, as a trader. Specifically, some of the sector stuff inside the SA40 was, was the big constituent contributors, mining and finance. Right. Then we spoke a little bit about the um, the crypto, and I'm not going to labor the point on crypto because we saw people got burnt on crypto. <laughs> FTX was was the result <laughs> result of it, and FTX owed interest in a lot of exchanges across the across the world. So unfortunately, the knock on effect is spiraling. Um, indices, I think globally, you're right in the U.S. People are concerned about where do you park cash. Um, U.S. is not a cheap trading destination because. Items like over-the-counter derivatives and over-the-counter instruments are not readily available on New York uh, in the U.S. Mm. You pretty much got to go to find an exchange price, and so it becomes quite expensive. But I'd say, as as a, as a day trader, the thing that pretty much causes markets to fall quite rapidly it's, could be considered securities. Uh, enhanced derivatives, but the thing that rectifies markets fast is also derivatives. Now, you need to know what you're doing if you're going to talk derivatives, but looking into the future, what developments are you guys actually planning from Markets.com in, in 2023? Because you're always doing new things. You actually mentioned this in, in the introduction. You said, you know, you're developing new products and trying to be creative about the way that these things work. Um, what, what are you developing for 23? Yeah, we'll continue to focus our efforts on awareness, marketing, and education. We see that as the the core pillars of our business, and it's quite responsible. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the 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 marketing efforts were really excited, and we're going to sign on a an ambassador for 2023. Someone the public, the South African, not just the South African public, by, by the way, the global, the international public knows really well, and we'll sign on uh, that individual, an astute individual, somewhat of a a guy who's been trading, but he's also considered considered a celebrity amongst most uh, most people. So mm. we'll put an ambassador in, and we'll kind of we'll, we'll we'll create a lot of awareness in the market. Our commitment is to to Africa, not just South Africa. So as a continental uh, as a continental player, we'll increase our exposure. We'll pay greater uh, access to resources. We'll employ more people out of the SA economy and outside of South Africa on the continent. And so as a business, I think we can stand proud of ourselves that we are truly a African broker for the Africa for the African people. I love it. Um, are you, are you going to tell us who that ambassador is? You were very cryptic over there. <laughs> uh, 
and Garrett, the first celebrity we signed on was yourself. Uh, so <laughs> not me, though. I'm, I'm, but I'm not your I'm not your trading ambassador. Let's just be clear. <laughs> no, sure. Uh, I think we'll we'll wait to play, let that play out. But uh, it's okay. going to be exciting. It's really going to be exciting. We'll we'll make a lot of noise in the marketplace, and I think. Awesome. Uh, yeah, if people if people want to meet him, we'll have events in Joburg, we'll have events in Cape Town, we'll have awesome. events around a lot of us, the, the sporting and financial fraternity, and we're kind of getting involved. So there's going to be a lot of opportunity for our clients, our traders, our partners to get involved and come meet, come meet our ambassador. All right. Again, this is by no means financial advice, but are there emerging trends that we should be paying attention to this year? Um, you know, your, your advice to people who are maybe entering the market for the first time in 2023. And because we were all burnt last year in various ways, shapes and forms, and because the world economy is still struggling to get going, what areas are you most excited about looking ahead? Mm. So, Gareth, I think we're going to have much of the 2022 rollover into 2023, except it might be a little bit more exaggerated. I'd say traders going to become a little bit more conservative. I don't think we're going to see the aggression we've seen in 2023, especially when it comes to the the instruments you trade. Now, don't be like me and go and refinance the house and put it into trades on a whim, <laughs> not telling your wife, and next thing you carry a huge bond out to pay it off. But I think you're going to see a lot of conservative traders in the marketplace. Trains, they're going to gravitate to more traditional stuff. Um, you mentioned the interest, the, the recessionary factor. You mentioned inflationary, global inflation, by the way. It's also followed by a, we're going to see a period of high interest rates, which means that you're not going to have that cheap money chasing inflated asset pricing. So that's gone. Um, this is going to be somewhat I'll call real value back into assets. So I think the, the trend is you're going to see the energy crisis, you're going to see higher bond yields definitely as we try to curb the inflation factor. You're going to see the uh, recession, global recession take effect. Um, EV vehicles coming in. I'd watch India closely um, as they make a play for for filling the gap in this whole um, superpower, economic power. Yes. I don't think it's going to be a 2023, but I'll watch it carefully. I keep an eye closely on, on Nigeria, not for now, but Nigeria as a, as a as a, I'd say, even past 10 years. But watch Nigeria as they start to, to become the big dogs in Africa. But having said all of that, mm. I don't believe there's a bubble in 2023. Now, some might call a rates bubble. Some might call a... Uh, I wouldn't say crypto is a bubble. It didn't lose enough to be a bubble, but I don't think we, we're going to see any big bubble in 2023. Well, that's probably good news. Bubbles are terrible for everybody. Um, with continuing inflation, I mentioned this already, the looming recession. Um, so many people are worried about surprises. So I'm glad to hear about the bubbles. Any other things that you think that no one is talking about that we need to be aware of, that we need to be careful about. I mean, we, we, we've spoken pretty much for, even though I didn't want to, for an hour this morning about load shedding and the impact of that on the economy. Uh, and people have been very bullish about alternative energy for a long time. But are there any other things that you could say are, are, are looking rather like either big concerns? Uh, the power situation in South Africa is a very big concern for businesses. Um, or things that you think are major opportunities because they go hand in hand. Yeah. 
I wouldn't say uh, big surprises. I don't, you know, as a South Africans, we've been through quite a bit with load shedding, as you mentioned, and a few other events in South Africa. But I'd say it's not a surprise, but Eskom is going to be Eskom, and we're going to have a sustained period of load shedding. Sure. You're going to see that, however, and we've seen it already in the past for a good couple of years now, that the offshore portfolio managers, for some reason, love Eskom bonds. For as long as Eskom is in crisis, their bonds price high, their yields are good, and their PMs will fill up EM emerging market risk from South Africa purely because South Africa is a great destination for hot money. You can move fast in, you can move fast out. So the entry and exit is quick. So PMs love our bonds, including some of our gubbies, but Eskom bonds is a highlight. Mm. You'd rather go to South Africa and pick up call, some corporate activity than having to go to Turkey, Brazil, or Russia and, and fill up on EM there. So there won't be surprises, but you'll see this, uh, this looming crisis. It's not really an urgency for as long as we are traded heavily. Um, I'd also say if I look at the dynamic, and this is my personal observation in South Africa, we understand that there's always this concept between socialism and capitalism and where's the middle road. We've kind of found out that they can coexist, right? They right. definitely can coexist. But I do believe that that's going to be capital, the capital markets, the private sector. It's going to be a big drive from the private sector that will that will really create the impetus in the um, economic, especially in South Africa. It will be seen in other parts of the world as well. The U.S. is also a pretty good example of this. But, um, U.K. is a pretty good example. But I think you'll see a massive drive coming out of the private sector. And don't look to government for, 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 for increasing social spend and all that. I think people must take responsibility, must be quite, quite aware that the private sector will drive growth. Earnings in your pocket is going to come from pretty much private sector. We've seen still foolish statements in the, you know, from, from our politicians, especially when it came to like education and stuff like that. That don't hold water. And I'm, I'm glad to say the people I speak to, Gareth, even the youngsters that we engage with at a markets level in this boardroom, mm. they're quite astute, they're quite learned, they're becoming more informed. They're, yep. they're smart in their thinking. And I'm really, really excited because amidst all the crisis, We've seen an educated population coming to the fold. I like that. I like that very much. Congo Chris says, uh, Solomon, whatever you do, don't buy ESCOM shares. And luckily, we can't. <laughs> so that's, that's good news. All right. Listen, thank you so much. Solomon Gondon is from uh, Markets.com. You can go and check them out immediately at Markets.com. It's very, very cool. They've also got a special link from CliffCentral.com where you can register with them. You'll get a 30% bonus on your deposit. Now, who doesn't want that? Go and take a look at it. They're also on all the social media, Markets.com SA, Markets.com SA on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and on LinkedIn and YouTube. Make sure you go and follow them ASAP. Solomon, good to see you, and all the best for this year. Let's hope we make lots of money, right? Yes, absolutely. Thanks, Gareth, and best to you and your team as well. Very good. Thank you. Cliffcentral.com.